0: Welcome to Caffeine, Crime, and Canines, a podcast brought to you by two girls who love their dogs, love coffee, but most importantly, love true crime. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm alright. How are you? Good. What are you doing? Oh, nothing. Sitting down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you yep. had a tough one, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: How's Elsie feeling?
0: She's getting She's better. It's just been a big week.
1: Far out because she has been sick nonstop since daycare, huh? Since Pretty she started. Much.
0: Yeah, but like they've just been little colds so whilst this was like a full on like viral infection or oh. whatever they, they say it is. And she was just draining. Like she was just so clingy and like she didn't, couldn't sleep for very long because of her cough. And it was just too much for me. Oh no, it's you know what's tough, like you know, when you've got it and you think it's the
1: end of the world,
0: and yeah. then them and they can't tell you. Like, but then to top it off, so we had like a friend's 30th last night in Warnable, but oh, obviously wow. we weren't going, like, I was not gonna go, I'm not gonna put her in the car. Yeah, but uh, Monkey went down. <laughs> I oh, like, did he? <laughs> I was like, last yesterday, I was like, oh, like I had the most draining week, and he's just like off, bloody <laughs> having the time of his life. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> That's why like when I text well, that you. that sucks, yeah. <laughs> Today. <laughs> anyway. How funny. Yeah, what about you? What's, what have you been up to?
1: Nothing. Can I tell you, I am like, I've been waiting all day for the rain to stop so I can take Victor for a walk. Oh, yeah. Uh, and finally it stopped about an hour ago. So I, fin- I took him out because he, I think I've told you before, he won't poo at home. Like he has <laughs> to go out. Like, he he's kills me. So, I have to take so him through. Funny. I know he's so particular. So, and he needs like fresh green grass. So, I found this place that I know usually he'll poo at. So, I walk there, make him poo, and then I can like. I and know, every time he does it. M- most times he poos in like the same place, yeah. Or uh, the same sort of lawn. Like, I know where he's going to poo. So, like, <laughs> yeah, he's so particular. It's so random. That's so um, funny. I know it's good though, because at least like one I guess he doesn't do it at home well not often anyway so I don't have to deal with it like do you know what I mean like yeah. in the backyard but um I'm one of those people that stresses like if he hasn't pooed I'm like he hasn't pooed today like yeah. <laughs> I'm like taking him for like around the block
0: like five times like come on poo but um <laughs> yeah no nah, uh, today I'm stress-free which is good <laughs> Olive poos like six times a day what she just does it so much and if we walk her she will go like minimum three times Um that is
1: um do you know how lucky you are? That is amazing. Vic on regular. Vic poos once a day. Once. So crazy.
0: Yeah, so nuts. Talking about poo on the podcast. I know, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) speaking of the dogs. Sorry before we get into it, because I got the dogs. Um So next week, we are going away for the week, and Olive's going to like a pet sitter lady, and I'm just like dreading her. Yeah, like I'm sure she'll have a great time, but I just hate leaving her somewhere she hasn't been before. And like they put the like, she has to sleep in the laundry, like she normally sleeps in bed with me. And oh, I'm just so sad for her. Oh no, where did you find this place? Well, someone that we know with a dog similar to Olive has sent their dog there. And talked really highly about it. Like the lady's like lovely and like she lets the dogs on their, on her couch and, you know, like they feel like they're at home, but I don't know. This home, she, will but...
1: she have more than one pup? Like, there? Yeah,
0: I think she usually has a few and then she's got a few dogs of her own, but she's also got cats. Oh. And um, I think I told you I had to take Olive out there for like a meet and greet because we had to see whether she would like have a problem with her cats. And these cats—they are not cats; they are dogs. They are huge. Really, like Olive was scared of them. They were almost the size of Olive.
1: That is, you know, Victor hates cats, and I say he hates them. You know, like I'll just be sitting, like watching TV, like minding my own business, and he'll—he like his bottom lip starts to like quiver, and then he just goes off. And I'm like, what's he like so angry about? And I look outside; there's like a cat in our front yard. And how he even knew there was a cat there? I have no idea. So now, if I like wanna stir him up and be like, oh, is there a pussy cat out there? And he'll lose <laughs> her life. <he's> literally... <laughs> so that's great. At least she's good. Like, do you know what I mean? Like she's not like trying to pick a fight
0: with the cats. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's I don't know how so she's rude. gonna go. These cats like Yeah, they're they're big and they look scary. And hey does like...
1: does the lady keep in contact with you over the week or good Yeah that work? I
0: think so. I think she'll send us photos and stuff. So that'll be fine. Oh that's good. So, well it's just that uh, yeah oh,
1: it's only a week I'm sure she'll be fine because there's other dogs there I'm sure she'll be fine
0: yeah mm-hmm. and you
1: know what at least it's not one of those what's that place the called the kennels yes yeah. at least it's
0: not a kennel like at least yeah. it's a house you know yeah yeah. I would never have, I would never send her to a kennel she I, would think she's been abandoned like uh, she, she would not like that can
1: I tell you if Vic was more friendly with dogs I would have taken it for you it's just because for someone who yeah, does yeah. love dogs otherwise yeah. like so easy. Like, I wish they were like, well, they get along well, but to leave them alone together. Yeah, and like in, in each
0: other's space, you know what I mean? like Yeah. Like... Anyways. But
2: um, yes, I do want to say something as
1: well. Yes, yep. So before we get started, I think we might need to clear a little something up and I have not spoken to you about this, Lucky, oh, no. and
0: you are going to lose it, right? Oh, no. So
1: <laughs> Ringo this week seemed to get an impression from last week's
0: episodes that we were
1: like... That I was like a swinger and that you like hung out with swingers because.
0: (laughs) You, you're a swinger. Well, no, well, apparently last week I said that I was open to swinging, but. No, you meant you were open to them being swingers. Yes. Not you you. being a swinger. I'm not a swinger. All right. Just clarify. Yeah, clarify. I'm I'm not a swinger. We don't not swing. (laughs) Exactly. And not only that, right. So I literally, no
1: judgment. Like if you are a swinger, good for you. Like I've got a lot of questions because I do find it interesting, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but I just want to put it out there that I myself am not a swinger and you (laughs) I don't think are a swinger. No, I'm not a swinger. (laughs) um. Also, one other thing I need to tell you mm. is that the uh, preview. I saw a preview yesterday for you. Oh, uh, you, you know, season like, four.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: I actually squealed, Lachie. It looks so good.
0: Yeah, but then I feel like each season it gets worse. So I'm like, oh, is it going to be like? But this one, it looks like someone is knows who he is and he's
1: stalking him. Ah. Oh. It, I thought it looked really good. And that's the thing, like, I liked, I'm I'm really upset, like, I'm sorry if I'm ruining it for anyone, Um, that they, like, I feel like they could have done something, like, kept him married and done something together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I wish, yeah. Like, I wish they kept going with that. I wish they didn't kill her off. But, um, yeah, apparently it is going to be released next week. So I'm heading for that. Yeah. I feel like I've barely watched TV lately. I know, I'm the same. Love actually. Island is
0: all I've been watching.
1: You've been watching the new season? No, I have. I
0: have. Oh, you have? No, I haven't. Oh, you haven't watched it? No. I heard it's shit, though. No, it's it's pretty good. Um, Hey, how about maths. Yeah, I've been watching that, too. Yeah. They're about the only two I'm watching.
1: Yeah. Well, can I tell you, maths? you literally need to commit because the episodes are so freaking long and they're for four days a week. Do you know how hard it is? to yeah. watch the full episode and now you can't even freaking fast forward through ads if you watch it on catch up
0: because they put the ad in there i'm so annoyed and i feel like the um contestants have leaked a lot this season so i feel like it's not as exciting because you kind of know who's not st- who hasn't stayed together oh interesting like multiple multiple people have leaked the outcome oh so do you not- want spoiler do you want a spoiler
1: yeah, maybe if, if anyone's watching, they don't want
0: to spoil a mute for two mute, minutes. But yeah.
1: I I Google spoilers, so tell me. So you know,
0: um, the Indian girl, yes, and she marries that really nice guy. Yeah, they don't stay together. Oh, that sucks. Um, and then there was one more. Um, and I can't remember who it was. Anyway, there's two he couples, couples into that have... her. Like, I know. I know. I thought like, yeah, I liked them too. I've liked them so far. Hey, I like, you know who I like? I like that first couple. Oh, Lyndall and Cam. Yeah, they're, yeah, cute. they're cute. Yeah, they're so yeah. cute. Yeah. But
1: yeah, anyway. Should we get started into this week's episode? Yes,
0: let's do it.
1: All right.
2: Today marks 10 years since a Philadelphia teacher was found dead in her apartment. Her death was ruled a suicide. But today, her family is pleading with investigators to reopen the case, saying new evidence suggests it's a homicide. Matt Petrillo has this exclusive report from Manny Ellen Greenberg's parents tell me in the decade their daughter was found dead here inside her Maniunk apartment, it has not gotten any easier. And something else that hasn't changed in all that time is the family's belief someone killed their daughter. We're trying to get justice for Ellen. Josh and Sandra Greenberg, speaking exclusively with Eyewitness News, say they would probably be grandparents if their only child, Ellen, was still alive today. She
3: just spread
1: the
0: love and spread red joy and had great energy
2: back on january 26 2011 ellen was a 27 year old teacher when she was found dead inside her maniunk apartment with 20 stab wounds to her body i'd like to bring this to a conclusion as promptly as possible center city based attorney joe pedraza is the greenberg's attorney and says the philadelphia medical examiner's office initially ruled the case a homicide but later changed it to suicide so that wound had- And last year, Eyewitness News was shown an exclusive look at these images. At the time, the family's attorney called it new forensic evidence. He said proves Ellen could not have stabbed herself 20 times. We now have the evidence to disprove that. And on top of that, on the 10th anniversary of Ellen's death, Pedraza is revealing more new evidence he's just obtained in the case. Evidence that contradicts investigators. Initial claim Ellen searched online for phrases like methods of committing suicide. We do have a forensic evaluation of the hard drive of Ellen's computer and laptop, which will definitively establish that she was not predisposed in searches towards death or suicide or things of that nature. And Greenberg's attorney is now urging the Pennsylvania Attorney General's office to reopen the case. In a statement to Eyewitness News, a spokesperson said, quote, If any new evidence is brought forward, we believe it should be reviewed by the proper authorities. At this time, no such information has been shared with our office. In Maniunk, Matt Petrillo, CBS3 Eyewitness News.
1: So first things first, I want to say that today's episode was requested to us by Mark. Mark always gives us the most craziest cases to look into. (laughs) So thank you, Mark. So today we'll be discussing the case of Ellen Ray Greenberg. So Ellen, who also went by Ali, was born on June 23rd, 1983 in New York City. She was the only child of Joshua and Sandra Greenberg, and they both worked in the dental field. So I thought that was a bit <laughs> cute. <laughs> God, imagine growing up with your parents
0: as dentists.
1: I know. I think, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if her mum was a nurse or her dad was a dentist, but I know they were
0: both in that field. So, But I know, right? Do you know, actually, sorry to get off track, but when I, I, like I used to live in Ballarat, and I used to have this primary school. Her name was Celeste. And, her dad was the general manager of Mars, like, you know, Mars the chocolate brand, and oh, yeah. her mum was a dentist. No way. <laughs> yeah. So I always thought that was like- so funny. And it's always stuck with me. I think that's the, the randomest thing. But I feel like the dad would be happy that the mum's getting him work. Or is it the other yeah, way that's around? True. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I mean? Like- yeah, yeah. I
1: keep selling those Mars bars. Yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) Sorry, get obstructed. All right. Let's go. All
1: right. So, Ellen was girly and athletic. The first thing I noticed about her, apart from the fact that she was absolutely gorgeous, is her huge smile. Yeah. In 2011, 27 year old Ellen was working as a first grade teacher. Now, this school was located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Ellen was one of the founding teachers and was a leader at the school. She sat on multiple boards, including the hiring committee. Ellen had originally started studying speech pathology, but changed to teaching as she loved children. I read that she introduced weekly Pilates to her (sighs) students to get them moving. How cute is that? That's crazy. How old are they? For
0: the grade one.
1: (laughs) Her students loved her, giving her hello hugs in the morning and goodbye hugs in the afternoon. Ellen was engaged to a boyfriend of three years, Samuel, or he went by Sam, also uh, Goldberg. Sam worked as a producer for NBC and the couple lived together in a sixth-floor apartment. Yeah. Ellen was extremely excited about getting married and the couple were planning a massive wedding for August 2011 Mm -hmm. and they had just recently sent out their save the date cards. So growing up, Ellen was happy, bubbly and confident, but in late 2010, she was going through a bit of a rough patch. Ellen was struggling with anxiety. She had spoken with her parents about quitting work and coming back home. So Ellen had explained that the cause of her anxiety was stress from work. Now her parents were worried that this might affect her future career and suggested she speak with someone before packing up and heading home. So Ellen agreed and went to see a psychiatrist named Dr Berman. Ellen was put on medications and from my understanding, she was trying to find like the right combo to help her deal with her anxiety. Mm-hmm. So originally she was put on Zoloft but went back a few days later and it was uh, switched to Xanax. Zan- yeah. yeah. So they didn't seem, seem to help Ellen. So on her third appointment, she was put on Ambien and Clonopin. I feel like I've heard of all of those. (laughs) I have as well. And I'm like, I'm not going to pretend I know a lot about these meds because I really don't. But the like Ambien and Klonopin are both meant to help you sleep.
0: Yeah.
1: And Klonopin helps you with like help, sorry, with anxiety disorders.
0: Yeah.
1: I also read that this Klonopin can become like addictive after four weeks. It's like a benzo, which I I looked a little bit in. Do you know what that is? Yeah and i think it's like a, a
0: tranquilizer so um so it just makes you like loopy almost yeah not loopy i shouldn't say that but like just i feel like i know exactly what it would do to you it would be make you like you know that um episode of the simpsons where um mr burns is the alien i feel like oh. it would make you like that yeah yeah you know which was only on this for like a, for a week okay like as
1: in when our story takes place she's only on this I think for about a week so it's not like she'd been on it for a long period of time and I'm guessing that if it can become like addictive after four weeks or whatever it is obviously it's not something she's going to be taking long term
0: no and like but these drugs though like the first few weeks can be hard for your body to adjust yeah 100%
1: And do you know what? This is something that I did think was a little bit odd, that she was changing her meds so quickly, if that makes sense. Like usually you'd think you'd give your body a week to like, I don't know, see if the med was working, but she was changing these around after a few days. And this was
0: as advised by the psychiatrist. Yes, was of it? course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah. Interesting. So she, she had had three appointments with the psychiatrist and her next appointment with Dr. Berman was scheduled on the 4th of February. Okay. So on January 26th, 2011, a huge winter storm hit Philadelphia. Now, because of the snow and strong winds, Ellen's school closed early. Ellen waited for the children to be picked up before heading home. On her way home, she stopped at a petrol station to fill up her car. Remain, sorry, and returning to her apartment around one PM. Now it's not confirmed when Sam arrived home, but he did leave the apartment to go to the complex gym at four forty-five. So they don't know. He was, yeah. I'm guessing he was home like after one as well, like because of this big storm. I think a lot of like the town
0: was sort of like shutting down. okay, so he so, definitely got home after one at some point. They just don't know what time that was.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I mean it could have been a little bit before one. I don't actually have it in my notes, but I know that he was home for the afternoon. okay. Okay, so now as I said at 445 Sam leaves to go to the gym. Now Sam returned to the apartment about 30 minutes to 45 minutes later to find the front door locked like from the inside by a swing bar lock okay now do you know what that is um uh, no okay so the swing bar lock is like those locks you see in hotel rooms you know it's like sort of like a piece oh, of oh like, yeah 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 i
0: know that.
1: like metal do you know what i mean yeah 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 and it likes you sort of swing it across to lock it from the inside so this sort of swing lock obviously there's no key to unlock that sort of yeah, thing yeah um, so it's sort of like a dead, well, not even it's like you know the chain ones, but it's a swing. Yep. So Sam shouted, texted, emailed, and called Alan to open the door up, but she did not respond. Mm-hmm. Now I'd just like to read you some of the texts that Sam sent Alan. So these are all separate texts. So the first one, hello, open the door. What are you doing? I'm getting pissed. Hello. You better have an excuse.
0: What the fuck?
1: Ah, uh, you have no idea.
0: <laughs> Do we know what space of time these texts were sent? Like how quickly was he uh, sending I'd these? I'd say
1: these were within an hour. So I'm going to give okay. this an hour time frame. In
0: between, obviously, he's calling and apparently he emailed her as well. I'd be pissed off too. When we first moved into this house, Monkey had this um, habit of like, if I was say walking olive, he'd just leave and lock all the doors <laughs> and I didn't have the keys. And he, he did it multiple times. And it was just, it pissed me off like <laughs> straight away. I was pissed off. So I feel like I can understand him being annoyed. And you know what?
1: Like, I feel like a lot of these have come into question. And when you read them, you're like, gosh, these sound bad. But I guess, you know, when you're with someone for a long time, you're probably like, I'm not,
0: I don't mean, know if it you was don't, me. I just text let would say, are you fucking kidding me? Or something <laughs> like that. <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what I <I'm> was going to say. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. So I was just about to say, now, as you can tell from these messages, Sam is extremely annoyed. So he mm-hmm. is pissed, you know? So it's reported he, he waited out the front of the apartment for about an hour and then he went down to see if the security guard could help him. Now, understandably, the security guard told him he was unable to help him break the door down and that, like, he, Sam, would be held responsible for damage and would have to replace the door if he went ahead and, like, broke it down. So Sam eventually kicked, I'm putting the, um, you know, what's there? Yeah. The what bunny do you call? Ears. The bunny ears, yeah. yeah. So Sam eventually kicked the door in and found Ellen slumped on the kitchen floor, surrounded by blood. Ellen was sitting up with her head and upper body resting in the corner of the kitchen against the cabinets. Mm -hmm. Ellen's wrist had a scrunchie on it. There was a knife that was still in her chest. Her left hand was clutching a clean white bath towel and there was like congelated, blood running horizontally from her nose to her ear.
0: What's that? Is that when it's bubbly?
1: I think it's like when it's partly dried. Ah. Like okay. it's it's drying, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, and this blood was running, like as I said, horizontally from her nose to her ear, but she's sitting up upwards. Yeah. So the knife block in the kitchen, like on the kitchen bench, had been knocked on its side. Mm-hmm. Now at 6 31, Sam called 911. Yep. Now I'm going to play, we're going to (laughs) play this 911 call and then we're going to discuss it a little bit.
4: Oh my God, I I need I need everything out. I just I just walked to my apartment, my is on the floor with blood everywhere. What is the address? Forty six oh one Flat Rock Road. Please come
3: help. Flat now. 01 Flat Rock Road. Is this a house or apartment? Oh,
4: oh no. It's
3: oh apartment.
4: no It's an apartment.
3: What apartment number? <laughs> Please, Harry, what please. She's she bleeding from? She, I don't know. I can't tell. She's... You, know. so you have to calm yourself down in order to get you some help. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She... Okay. I don't know. I, I'm looking at her right
4: now. She... I don't... I can't see anything. She not There's nothing broken. She's bleeding.
3: Ellie. You don't know where she's bleeding from. Can't Ellie, see the blood coming from?
4: It's. I think her head. I think she hit her head. I think,
3: I think but it's all fallen. everywhere. Okay, sir, it's everywhere. I think She might have fallen. Do you know what happened? I, she, to her? she. She
4: may have slipped. There's blood on the, on the table.
3: Her her face is a little purple. Okay, hold on for rescue for her. Stay on the phone. 842. Yeah,
4: address. no. Was uh, f- 4601 Flat Rock Road, please, Harry.
3: 4601
4: Flat Rock. Yes. Let's my, my, I just, my, I went downstairs to go work out. I came back up, the door was latched. Mike's fiance is inside. She wasn't, she wasn't answering. So after about a half hour, I decided to break it down. I see her now, just on the floor, with blood. Like she's not, she's not responding.
3: Okay, is she breathing? She, I. <laughs> Look at her chest. I need you to calm down, and I need you to look at her chest. It's really. I don't think she. Is.
4: I really listen don't think she is. To
3: listen to me. Someone's on the way. Look at her chest. Is she flat on her back? <laughs>
4: She's on her back. So I okay, bring. Her... Look
3: at her chest and tell me if it's going up and down, up and down.
4: I don't see her moving.
3: Okay. Do you know how to do CPR? I don't. Okay. I can tell you what to do. Okay. Until they get there, I want you to keep her. Flat oh on her God. Head. Hello. Yeah, hi, okay. Are you willing to do CPR with me over the phone so they can. I, I, I have to, right? Okay, so get her flat on her back, bare her chest, okay? You want to rip her shirt off? Oh, shit. Okay. You need to feel down by her side.
4: Oh my god. Allie, please. Listen,
3: listen, you can't freak out, sir, because Okay, I'm trying, trying not, I'm her. trying not.
4: Her shirt won't come off, it's a zipper. Rip oh my off. god, she stabbed herself. Where? She fell in a knife. Oh no, her knife's sticking out. Her what? There's a knife sticking out of her heart.
3: Oh, uh, she stabbed herself? I, I
4: guess so, I don't know where she fell on it, I don't know.
3: Okay, well don't touch it.
4: Okay, Police. so I'm just, i just just let her down here now? I mean, what do I do? No,
3: I mean, you can't, if the knife is in her chest, it's gonna be kinda of hard for you to do CPR at this time.
4: Oh no, oh my goodness, okay.
3: Police, which operator? 277. Is All someone right, well, coming here? Yes, they are, you said 4601 Flat Rock, right? Yes. Okay, someone's on the way, and the knife is still inside? Which or what? The knife is still inside of her?
4: Yes, I didn't take it out.
3: Was it her chest or what area? It's in, it? in her
4: chest. It's like it, looks like it's right. it looks like it's right in her heart.
3: Okay, someone's on the way out there. Just get the oh, my door? God.
4: Oh, my God. How Thank old you. is she? She's
3: 27. 27, and there's no sign of life at all? I like, no, think her no, arm.
4: No, please don't be
3: what? Bench her under her arm and tell me if she responds to pain.
4: She's Ellie. She's not she's not her arm and her hands are still warm. I don't know if that means but there's blood everywhere. I mean
3: I know, but you can't and the knife is still inside of her. How far? Can you see how far it went in? It looks pretty
4: deep. Okay. It looks three inches mean, long, knife. Don't touch anything. Yeah, don't uh, touch anything. Okay. I'm not touching anything. This is re- I can't believe this. though. No, wait.
3: It was just you there with her.
4: We yeah, we're the only ones here.
3: And she ran in the door. You said latched it shut. No, no.
4: I I I went downstairs to work out, and I, when I came back up, the door was latched. Oh. Like it was, you know, it wasn't like it was, you know, it was like locked from the inside, and I'm yelling. And I saw him yelling in there. Is house broken again.
3: into?
4: No, okay. no, 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 no. So
3: there's no sign of a break in?
4: No, no sign of a break in at all. Okay. I mean, there will be when you get here because I had to break the latch, but to get in.
3: Okay, 4601 Flat Rock, and this is a house, right?
4: It's an apartment. Fire, oh. apartment. Okay, That'd help. Department oh my God. Oh my God. All right. Thank okay. you. Mm-hmm. Bye.
1: Okay, so I'm going to do my absolute best not to be judgy here because everyone reacts differently in certain situations but this is going to be freaking hard right yeah yeah okay so you've listened to the 911 call yeah so first things first to me he sounded very casual
0: yeah it sounds very rehearsed
1: it does doesn't it yeah I, i find it odd that he doesn't know where she's bleeding from and doesn't even see that there is a knife poking out of her chest
0: yeah because I feel like if you walked in to see that that would be the first thing you'd be like you know she's got a knife sticking out of her chest that would be the first detail that you would want to communicate
1: exactly and don't forget this knife is through her clothing it's not like do you know what I mean like it's on top of her clothing yeah So he, he mentions as well that there's nothing broken and that she may have hit her head like how does he know that there's nothing broken
0: yeah, and, like, how does he think she's hit her head when she has a knife sticking out of her chest?
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so when he gets patched through to that rescue and they ask him what's wrong, instead of getting to the point, he tells them, like, how, yeah. about how he's at the gym, how he broke down, the like, the door. I just think that's, like, that should be the last thing on your mind is, like, trying to get, like, an alibi. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, and that's why I think it's rehearsed because in his head he's thought, oh, okay, I've got to tell them like that I've just come back and this is what I found. And I find it really interesting that he says to both the the first lady that he speaks to and then when he's patched through, he says the address, please hurry. He yeah, says I that know. twice. He, said it, I he know. says it both times. I know. Like I find that odd.
1: And the, But the way he's, I don't know, I, I feel like it's, it just sounds so rehearsed you know so the dispatcher tells him this is another thing right Mm. to look at her chest to see if she's breathing Mm. and he still has not seen the knife yeah when when he's doing this right like i know he's in shock but what excuse could you possibly give You know what I mean? And not only that, but he does say that she's lying flat on her back when he's about to start the CPR, but obviously she wasn't because, remember, she's found sitting upwards. Yeah. And I really don't like how he tells the dispatcher, when the dispatcher sorry, asks him to do CPR, he responds with, Mm. well, I
0: have to, right? Like, who says that? And it's like there's no emotion when he's talking through those parts. Yes, exactly. It's like he's having a conversation with a random person. He's like, oh you know, yeah, well, I have to, right? Like, it's, yeah,
1: I don't know. And can I tell you also, I'm sorry, but when he finally reveals that she's been stabbed, mm. it sounds so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. First he says that she stabbed herself, and then he says she fell on a knife. Like, in what world would you come to this conclusion? Yeah, if you straight found- away. Yeah, exactly. Like, she exactly. fell on a knife. How would that even happen? Yeah. And the final thing I want to talk about is that little giggle he does when the operator asks him if the knife is still inside her and he sort of laughs laughs and says like yeah I didn't take it out and can I tell you I am a little bit of a Claire from Modern Family like you know how she laughs at like inappropriate times or smiles yeah yeah like I feel like I've been in situations where I've laughed so I won't cry because I hate crying right Mm. so like I'll sort of like I'd rather, like, smile to, like, get my tears away, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And it's inappropriate. But that little giggle paired with everything else we've spoken about just makes me think it's not, like, a genuine call. Yeah. And I'm not saying that he's done this, but there's definitely something else going on here, you know? Mm, Yeah. So at 6.36, emergency responders arrived on scene and it only took them four minutes to pronounce Ellen dead. Mm -hmm. that evening sam is taken to the police station for questioning but it seems as though the police are pretty confident that there was no foul play involved (laughs) right How? i can't i can't even so the following day sam's uncle james contacts the apartment manager requesting access to ellen and sam's apartment He's hoping to gain access to the apartment to get a suit for Sam and some other items for Ellen's funeral. Now, the apartment manager does the right thing and contacts police and they give her permission to let him enter the apartment and reveal that the crime scene has been released. This is the next freaking date. Yeah. In this call, they also tell her to call crime scene cleaner. <laughs> Now, this apartment manager must think this whole thing is a little bit, like, effed as she makes a video of the apartment before having it cleaned. Yeah. I'm guessing to protect, like, her employer as well, but still, like, pretty smart thing to do. Mm. So as the apartment was not secured by police, James, who is Sam's uncle, was able to take with him Ellen's cell phone and all three of her laptops Oh. Sorry, it was three laptops and I think two of them belonged to Alan. So it was three laptops, sorry, okay. sorry my mistake. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And other items from the home. Mm. On the 27th, Alan's death was ruled a homicide by the medical examiner after he completed the autopsy. So the autopsy found that Alan had been stabbed 20 times,
4: mm.
1: 10 to the back of her head. Eight times in her chest, one to her abs, and one across her scalp.
0: Yeah, so like if you're stabbing yourself, I think it's a bit excessive. It is. Yeah.
1: Now, some of these wounds were quite shallow, like measuring 0.2 centimeters, but the one, sorry, but one of the wounds to the back of her neck was deep, and the final wound to her chest measured 10 centimeters deep. Oh my God. Ellen also had 11 bruises. Some were new and some were old. They were located on her right arm, abs and leg. Although police believe this could be from some sort of physical activity like yoga or Pilates.
0: I mean, I bruise that easily. I've always got bruises on me. So like uh, me, she's one of those people.
1: I am I, 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 the same. Like it depends what sort of bruises they are because honestly, like I walk into things all the time. I'm so yeah. clumsy, like. Random stuff always happens to me, so I feel like I'm covered
0: in bruises always. Yeah, I reckon I've probably got six bruises on my legs right now. Really? Yeah.
1: (laughs) So because of this ruling, the homicide unit got involved and began reinvestigating. Now, remember, by this stage, the scene had already been professionally cleaned by those crime scene cleanup people. Yeah. So police looked into Sam's fob. I'm guessing that's like his swipe card and the footage they had available from the apartment building. Now, they were able to verify Sam's story and his timeline with the information that they had received. Okay, so he was at the gym. Yes, he was at the gym. They confirmed that no other randoms had entered or left the building during the time in question. So I was also thinking about, like, what about the window, you know? Like, could someone have come or gone through there? But they also ruled out anyone using it as a possible entry or exit as the snow outside had not been disturbed. Yeah, and six
0: floors up, like, that's that's pretty fun. Yeah.
1: So ultimately, Alan's cause of death was reversed from homicide back to suicide. So the police investigation revealed that there were various searches on her computer done in December for suffocation and suicide methods. Another search found from January 11th, and just like to keep in mind, these searches were all done before she started seeing her psychiatrist, Mm -hmm. Um, but this search on January 11th was for quick death. There's a whole bunch of other searches as well, but I'm not going to go too far into them only because I did see there is a um, Justice for Ellen Instagram page and I did see on it that these searches now haven't been verified. So I don't actually know if these are verified or if this is just something that's been put out there and now everyone's reporting on it but they're not actually verified. Yeah, okay. So the medical examiner also changed their findings after meeting with police. Now, another thing I thought was really interesting, and we're going to get into this shortly, but the police and medical examiner also received a report from a neuropathologist who explained the wound to the back of her neck would have hit the spinal cord causing her to go numb and be able to carry out like the rest of the stabbings. So this is why police rule, do you know what I mean, why it could have been a suicide. Like, it was all just thought out. Is that what you mean? No, no, As in, like, so so. remember I was telling you it was originally, like, they had originally ruled it a homicide and now they've ruled it back to suicide. Yeah. It's because of all this information. So they're saying, like, originally I think that the 10 stab wounds, especially that one to the back of her neck, um, as I I was saying, it was quite deep. Like, maybe they were thinking, like, how would she have done that herself? But then this sort of um, neuropathologist that says, oh, no, she – she could have done it herself because it would have made her go like quite numb, so she was able to keep carrying out the stabbings. It doesn't make sense, honestly. Yeah. It doesn't make freaking sense. And the thing, the biggest thing, I guess, about all these look, twenty stab wounds is we don't know which order these happened. Yeah. The only one we know for sure is the final blow that ten cent uh, that ten centimeter deep one to her chest because that's where the knife was found. So obviously that's like the final blow. Yeah. Um, But so that's what the police are saying. Other reasons the suicide that they've gone with the suicide uh, ruling.
0: Okay.
1: Is that there was no blood found anywhere else in the house, only in the kitchen. But in saying that, if they freaking didn't investigate and some professional cleaners have come in and cleaned up the scene, that doesn't like, I feel like that should not be included, you know? Yeah. Now only Ellen's DNA was found on the knife, so that's an interesting point. Now Ellen had no defensive wounds and there was no sign of a struggle. And so- you <laughs> it's strange, right? <gasps> and they usually say like especially with when someone's like attacking you with a knife, you usually like automatically go for the knife. So usually if someone's being attacked with a knife, they'll usually have like um, marks on their hands from the knife, if that makes sense.
0: Um, but and- then I also refute that by saying if they, if whoever killed her, if it was another person, um, they've if they've stabbed her in the neck to start off with, you know, it, out of surprise, it could and- have been enough you know, to make a collapse Paralyze or whatever. It.
1: Yeah. Yep. I yep. completely agree. And honestly, like, I'm more on board with that, um, which we will get into shortly. Yes. <laughs> but uh, we'll stick with these little points that, the you know, the police are giving out. Yeah. So um, there is no blood evidence tying Sam to the scene, no knife, like, or slip marks on his hand. So usually, again, like, even if you are, like, the perpetrator, you know, like, when you're using a knife, your hand sort of slips with the knife and you do tend to get cuts on your hands, but there's none of that on him. Uh, No blood on his clothes or anything like that. But in saying that, remember the police Mm. never even like, like never like caught, like even searched her apartment when this first happened. They didn't check the bins or anything like that. Who freaking knows if there was evidence there that
0: they just didn't recover because it wasn't until two days later they went into the apartment. Exactly. Would they expect him to um, go to the gym with his clothes with blood on them?
1: Exactly. Exactly <sighs> right. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing they go with is what? the motive possibly be so apparently the psychiatrist was interviewed and has said like on the record that Alan seemed very happy with Sam and would even smile when she spoke about him so apparently there was like even in her sessions she all her anxiety was coming from school and like do I mean work and things like that it was nothing to do with Sam but in saying that Maybe she just wasn't ready. She'd only seen her for like, what, two weeks or something. Maybe she just wasn't ready to open up to her and she was trying to deal with it herself.
0: Exactly. And I've also read about people that do like get counselling and stuff and, you know, a partner or a husband or a wife or whatever are the most consistent things in their life that they don't want to let in that maybe there's something wrong with it because they don't want to be told that they shouldn't be in that relationship. Yeah, 100%. I've, I've read that that's a thing. So like... You never know. Like maybe they were unhappy. I don't, I'm not sure. Well, it's funny you say that because so well, I
1: haven't even told you about this guy named Gavin Fish, but he's like this massive, I'll tell you about him at the end. Like, sure. And I highly recommend everyone go check out his YouTube because he has got done multiple experiments um, just regarding this case and has like so much, like his website has just so much information on it, but he's actually seen a lot of the crime scene photos, which obviously he hasn't released because they're like confidential or whatever, yeah. as well as her family. And he's done interviews with the family as well, and they believe that she may have been like packing up her stuff to leave Sam, because yeah. in some of the photos there are like ran like her cosmetics are sort of packed up and things like that. Like it just there, there's just little clues in those photos that show maybe she was gonna leave yeah yeah um so i'm i'm just sort of like even though we're not getting into like i'm don't i mean not playing devil's advocate just yet, but i for the time being i do want to put that in there yeah now the shallow wounds are thought to be hesitation wounds and apparently this is quite consistent with suicide because I know this is like a bit hardcore, but usually like, do you know what I mean? If someone is using a knife, they maybe might try to be seeing. Scared,
0: like, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So this is that like, also is consistent with maybe a person that's killing for the first time.
1: Yeah. But that many times, this is a thing that that many times, I feel like usually like if someone was, you know, to kill with a knife, there wouldn't be this many small cuts. It's more something that you'd see in
0: like torture.
1: You know what I mean? Like, I know, someone I being like if you can hesitate,
0: if you can hesitate to commit suicide, you can hesitate to kill. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So that's my rebuttal to that. Yeah, that's good. So <laughs> there, yeah, yeah. So
1: there, there, there was, which the police um, obviously say there was damage done to the door, which is consistent with Sam's story. Although we are going to talk about this in a sec, the damage is minimal. Like mm. when I don't know if you've seen photos of the lock, but when I kept seeing he kicked down the door, the door was kicked down, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wow. Like, I, I, I you know what I thought? I thought I was going to say something like Jamie Closs. Like, you know that door? Mm, yeah. That's what I was expecting. It mm. is nothing like that. When mm. I say nothing, I mean the latch is like, is, like, sort of coming off its hinges. That's what it looks like. Yeah, so
0: I was doing some reading um, on Reddit and (laughs) a locksmith um, got, like, weighed in on the conversation and he said that those specific locks, you cannot just bash them down. You know, you can't just, you know, kick the door down and they open. Like, you you have to use equipment to to get into doors with those locks and that it looked like the lock had been unscrewed. A little bit to make it easier
1: it sort of looks like someone's putting I'm, I'm so bad with tools but you know that tool that looks like a screwdriver but it's flat at the end
0: yeah that's a screwdriver oh is it <laughs> <laughs> that's a flathead screwdriver
1: <laughs> well it looks like someone used a flathead screwdriver and just like sort of pried it. it yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, what it looks yeah. like yeah, um yeah. and another thing as i was saying about this gavin fish um, YouTube he's actually installed the swing bar lock in his house and like knocked his door down like to see what happens and it like the hinge comes off you know yeah. so um, I love his experiments as I said I can't speak hi- more highly Harley. about his yeah all his stuff like the investigation he's done so the another thing this is the last thing I sort of Which a lot of people that are in sort of Sam's corner say, like, the text messages that he sent, Ellen, are so rude and awkward. Like, why would you text that
0: if you were being dodgy? I agree with that. I agree with that. I do tend to agree. like, Because if you were trying to cover it up, you would be calling or you would be like, hey, babe, can you open the door? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. do and, and I don't think
1: he's smart enough. Like I, obviously, other people are like. Well, maybe he's that smart that if you went through all his text messages, you'd notice that's not how he spoke to her. But I don't think he's that smart. Like as interchange to, to purposely be savage.
0: Yeah. In
1: case they see like reverse psychology, if that makes sense. I don't think he's that smart. But um, I guess that's just something. Maybe he just didn't think of it. Maybe he's just like, what would I do in this situation? And just yeah, went with it. You know. Maybe. Yes. So, so as you can imagine, Ellen's parents were not happy that the police had closed her case
0: Yeah.
1: as they believe Ellen was murdered. Now let's start from the very start. So obviously I've given you one side. Let's go into why this was foul play. Okay. So family and friends had noticed that Ellen's personality had started to change. Apparently, she wasn't as sure of herself and would defer questions to Sam.
0: Yeah, but that could just be her anxiety. Yeah, playing up totally. She's obviously going through something, so you can't say that she was her exact her, her exact self at this at the time. Yeah,
1: and but so. You know what? Let's just go into this. The only, something strange, though, about. So, yes, you could say it is her anxiety with school, but the teacher that did take over her class, right, did say that all. That there was nothing really stressful. Like, no other teachers were having any sort of like issues with the school. And when she did take over her class, apparently, her everything was set out like immaculate, immaculately, like all the classes were planned and all this stuff. So, a lot of people question whether the anxiety was really coming from work mm. or whether it was her relationship, like, and she was just using that as a cover. Mm. So, you, I mean, like we said, you just don't know. Yeah. So, Alan's mom has said that Alan was happy with her new meds and they were helping with her anxiety. Yeah. I also think it's really important to note that she was seeking help, and you can see that she went back quite consistently to change her meds. Like, obviously, she was working towards getting better.
0: Yeah, and she was open with her parents about it as well. She yeah. wasn't trying to hide
1: anything. 100%. So, Ellen did fill up her card the day that, you know, that she was, well, the day she died before mm-hmm. returning home and a lot of people which we always talk about like the Maura Murray they're like she filled up her car like you know what I mean like it's always a thing I mean it's a point to put in there but you just don't know what happened at home so I guess like
0: exactly she might not. if it was suicide maybe she didn't plan on it you yeah. know like she got home and something ticked her off and she just exactly never know.
1: yeah yep uh there was no suicide note though mm. So Alan was in the middle of peeling an orange and cleaning blueberries and this I find weird. And I I, like I didn't mention it earlier at the scene, but in what, I just don't know in what sort of, like what sort of scenario would you have to be in when you're making like a little fruit salad
0: or like peeling an orange? Now's the time I'm doing it. it. it,
1: Exactly. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. Like I just feel like it doesn't fit. No, it doesn't fit. And it's sort of, it does remind me a little bit of um, Sean, is it Sean Doherty? Yeah. You know how he, again, he was like he had just gotten a peach out. Like it's just yeah. so strange. Yeah. So it is not common for knives to be used in suicides. No. Especially with females. And when they are, the victim will usually remove their clothing. It's not something that they'll do on top of their clothing. Yeah. And I do, like I put a lot of like, I don't know, this point really gets to me. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it is it is odd. Yeah. Now, there is blood at the scene, but there's not a lot of blood at the scene. Like, not what I was expecting when I saw the photos. Yeah. It's more like splotches, and many people believe that she may have already passed when some of the wounds were inflicted because if your heart stops, like, pumping, there's obviously going to be less splatter. Yeah, yeah. There is also like a downwards cast off. So imagine like sitting on the floor and doing this to yourself. Like it's so awkward. And I'm going to say like in the last week, I have sort of tried to like re- like do these wounds and it's all like if you see especially the one to the back of her neck the Mm. way she would have been holding the knife is so awkward the way the knife went in like for me to do it I found it originally I was like this is easy but you know what I realized that I was holding which is really bad. I was holding sort of a bit of the blade when I w- when I was kidding. <laughs> Wait, that so spot. you
0: were in your house with the knife? To
1: <laughs> I was just trying to see the angle. I, I I did start off with the ruler, but then I did go to the knife because obviously, like I was like, I just want to see if this how this could possibly work. And it is, I am telling you, it is really hard, especially if you're gonna. Hold, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, if you're gonna hold the actual like knife. Like the knife handle, it is freaking hard. And again, Gavin Fish on his YouTube gets his wife to recreate these. I would, again, highly recommend go check them out. Um, But, yeah, it's very, very hard for her to have done this to herself. Yeah. Yep. So as we were talking about earlier, there is evidence that her body was moved. So remember that blood running from her nose to her ear? Now, how the heck... Could that have happened if she was sitting sort of up, if she was sitting up ways and her head was slumped forward? Yeah. How would that happen? Mm. She actually would have had to have been lying for her, like lying face up for the blood to have come from her nose to run down to her ear. Yeah. Mm. Not to mention in Sam's 911 call, he specifically says she's lying on her back. Yeah. There are also rumours that some of the wounds were created by another knife that has never been found. So, Mm -hmm. like, what the heck's going on there, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Um, Another rumour which I could not confirm and I actually, I did try, I have watched a few interviews with her parents and as I said, I've seen this a few places but I've never seen her parents mention it but apparently Ellen was left-handed and like the knife was on her right side. So, I mean, I don't know if that, like, how that goes with it but i'm just putting it in there so yep. there are reports of lig nature, i can never say this word lig- li- ligature. Lig- ligature marks on her neck leaving some to believe that she may have been strangled
0: okay
1: now this is something i just i can't even explain so remember i was telling you <laughs> that she was found holding a white towel yeah now this towel Lockie, it came from the bathroom and it was spotless there was no blood on this white towel and it was sort of like placed in her hand and it was just sitting like it was sitting in her hand from the bathroom a, a white bathroom towel like what the heck is that doing that
0: there yeah what's the thought behind that yes so on both parties
1: exactly like and someone like was like sam wiping the knife do you know what I mean? Like his fingerprints off the knife. Like, w- like in what scenario, whether it was foul play or whether she did this to herself, what is that white towel? It is unexplainable. Yeah. Mm, interesting. So the security guard had said that Sam was wearing Timberlands. <laughs> to the gym.
0: To the gym. I just reread that
2: Yeah.
1: Ahead. <laughs> and he thought that it was very odd. Very odd. Although, if you see, this is the thing. So this this is on file about the security guard. But if you do look at some of the, um, like the footage of Sam, I feel like he's wearing like a runner. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if I I, I can't explain it. But mm-hmm. it's reported that he was wearing Timberlands. But if you look at footage, I mean, everyone go take a look. Tell me what you think. I I don't know. Like you know. So in his statement, Sam says the security guard was with him when he broke down the door and found Alan. But the security guy has gone on the record to say that he never went up with Sam because he was alone that day, right, as in like alone at the front desk or whatever, and that he never saw Alan's body. And there's lift footage that confirms this. So Sam has lied. And this is one of the reasons originally police ruled this a suicide because Sam had said that the security guy was with him to like, do you know I mean, kick down the door, but he never was. Yeah. Okay. Um, another thing is there are, because everyone's like, well, the door was locked. That bar thing was locked. Apparently there is definitely ways that you can lock this. Mm-hmm. And I've even read that apparently if you slam the, like the door hard enough, it can, there are like it can lock by itself like the swing lock yeah so we did talk about if sam kicked open the door you'd like i would personally think there'd be a lot more damage than what was actually done i'll post some photos so something i haven't told you is sam called his cousin slash good friend cayman right Mm. and he made this call at 6 14 p.m now, this is before he kicks down the door and finds Alan. So, at 6.26, Sam answers a call from his uncle, James. Now, James is Cayman's father. Mm-hmm. So, this in itself is very odd. Like, why has he called his cousin? Now, why is his uncle
0: calling him? Yeah, so he's called his cousin, said something, and then 10 minutes later, the uncle's called him. Yes. So something, yeah. I and this,
1: this is all before he calls police, right? Yeah. And I guess this is dodgy, but it gets dodgier because James, his uncle, is like some important prosecutor. uh, Sorry, he's like a former prosecutor and he's like some politically important guy. Like I I don't even know how to describe him. All I can say is that he's like a former prosecutor and from my understanding he's like sits on some panel that oversees like The way judges like behave. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I see. Like, do you know what I I mean? mean. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Sorry if I've lost everyone, but um, yeah. So let's just say he's like, he's He's up there, up there. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And this is who's called Sam before Sam calls nine one one. Yeah. So at six thirty four, Cayman arrives at the apartment before the first responder. So what the heck is he doing there? Yeah before do you know what I mean the first responders get there like I, I don't know like and if he hasn't even kicked the door open yet just doesn't like as in when he calls him like how does he know he needs him there yeah
0: it's odd hey
1: the whole thing is just it's fishy mm. so people claim that maybe like this whole thing could have been a side effect from the meds that Ellen was taking
0: with the stabbing this, oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like maybe that she was having some sort of like psychic break or something along those lines, right? But the only drugs in her system were the drug- drugs that were prescribed, like the Ambien yeah. and, and the Klonopin. There was no Zoloft because remember originally some people were like, oh, you know, maybe Zoloft made her lose it a little bit, but that was not in her system. It was only the prescribed amount of what she had been prescribed. Yeah. The only thing I do find odd and I couldn't really find a lot of info on it is this was in her system in the late afternoon and because these were like a sleeping aid you'd think she'd take these closer Mm -hmm. to bed but i don't know i mean maybe they just stay in your system all day like as i said i'm not quite sure with all the meds side of stuff yep so alan's family hired a company to see if it was even possible for alan to have caused all these wounds to herself they made a 3D recreation of Ellen's wounds showing that not all 20 wounds could have been self-inflicted. Yeah. So I try, which I told you earlier, I try to mimic some of these wounds and it is hard, especially with the angle that the knife went in. Like it is really hard. Yeah. Now, lucky one of your favourite forensic mm. scientists, Henry Lee, uh, reviewed the case files and stated, quote, the number and types of wounds and bloodstain patterns observed are consistent with a homicide scene. Yep. Yeah. So another doctor wrote that the stab wounds to the brain and spinal cord would have caused severe pain, cranial yeah. nerve dysfunction, and a traumatic brain injury. So how the heck would you have delivered this final blow if that blow to the neck, which is what you were saying earlier, has made, you know what I mean, like has literally sort of like
0: paralysed her? I just think if if that's the way you were going to go about killing yourself, I just, I don't think I would ever stab myself above the shoulders. And you know what that, I mean? I just feel yeah. like you wouldn't want, I don't know, I, I don't know. And, so, and something else
1: like it sounds horrible but she did have quite a bit of medications at her house
0: yeah like yeah so you know, why would you not od yeah like, it,
1: yeah like, i know what you're saying yeah. like i know it sounds horrible but like it's the i just feel like this is really full on and the scene just does not make any sense especially if it was like a few to the front i know it sounds really bad but like okay but these ones to the back I, yeah. i'm gonna post photos it is crazy. It is, will literally blow your mind, these stab wounds, how crazy they are.
0: Yeah.
1: So, remember, I was telling you about that report that the neuropathologist um, had written that changed the cause of death from homicide to suicide? Yeah. Well, this neuropathologist has revealed that she has no record of examining Alan's body. So, this is obviously when Alan's family started looking into it and that they just. They've just got questions. They just want to know if it was possible that she's done this. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? This neuropathologist that said it's possible and, like, you know, that it didn't hit that particular, um, you know, like it wouldn't have caused that traumatic brain injury, blah, 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 now is on record saying she has no record of even looking at Ellen's body. Yes. Yeah. So Ellen's so parents have been fighting since 2018 to have the Pennsylvania Attorney General reopen the case. Yeah. There is a change.org petition, which I will pop on our Insta. I've already signed it. I would, I mean, look into this case, but if it's something you're open to doing, I would suggest doing it. Yeah. Her family has two lawsuits against the Pennsylvania officials. They hope to have her case reopened and her manner of death changed back to homicide or even undetermined. They just want someone yeah. to investigate, you know? Yeah. So an independent investigation is currently underway. On the 12-year anniversary of Ellen's death, which was only about a week and a half ago, her family posted the following. Today marks 12 years of missing Ellen and her bubbly personality. Ellen passed away on January 26, 2011. There has been no substantial updates to post in weeks. We are still hard at work in our attempts to bring justice for Ellen. Our two lawsuits are working their way through the legal system and Allen's case is being reviewed by, fresh, by a fresh set of eyes at the Chester County DA's office. In honour of Alan and this day, we encourage you to continue to share Alan's case. There are now hundreds of examples of media content discussing Allen's case, podcasts, articles, videos, message boards, etc., Alan's case has been shared across the world in many different languages. With the world watching, we hope that this year will bring great progress and that there is so much that there will sorry and that there is so much to celebrate next anniversary. Hashtag justice for Alan.
0: Mm.
1: So that is the case of Alan Greenberg. Crazy. Crazy. Um, crazy. Get sharing, sign that petition. Yeah. Um,
0: and yes, that's, that's it. what we've got for you this week. Yeah, Crazy. That's a crazy one. It was. So if you have a case you want us to cover, send us a message on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Caffeine Crime Canines. And until next week. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.